So welcome back to the Expert Edge. Today is a beautiful day here in Newport. It is lovely blue skies. We are kind of midway through summer. The kids are back at school. We've got a bit of time to actually work in our business now, which is nice. But wherever you are, I hope you are doing well. So today's topic is all about webinars. And I'm going to share with you three mistakes that I learned the hard way when I first started running webinars. And so I trust you're going to get a lot of value from today. Now, seeing that we're on the topic of webinars, I have just actually created an entirely new free on-demand training. It's called the five secrets to selling on webinar and live stages. So if you're really serious about getting good at selling on webinars or live stages, then make sure to go and do that free on-demand training because Today, I go into some mistakes that I made early on that really killed my conversion rates. But on that free on-demand training, we go a lot deeper into how to create the content, what stories to share, um, how your thinking needs to be when you come into your presentations, and some really unique angles on building content that sells. So uh, the content from the podcast today is completely different to what I share inside of the uh, on-demand training. So if you're interested in doing the on-demand training, it's up for a, a few, you know, a couple of days. It is Colin Boyd, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D, colinboyd.co forward slash workshop. The link's in the show notes. So after you take a listen to this short episode, definitely go and check that out today or in the next few days uh, because we've got it up as a limited replay. And so let's get into content today. Let's get into it. Make sure you're following the show. And let's talk about the three big mistakes that you want to avoid because they're going to kill your conversion rate on your webinars. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boyd. I'll never forget the first webinar that I ran. I was super, super excited about it, like uh, legit excited, right? And to the point that I'm promoting it on social media, I'm sharing it with everyone I know. Uh, and this is back in the day, Wild West days of Facebook, where you can literally basically do whatever you want and, <laughs> and you don't get reprimanded for it. Uh, and I ended up getting 600 people signed up to my webinar. And I was so excited. I'm doing the numbers. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to make $50,000. No, I'm going to make $100,000. Like I'm like coming up with all these numbers, right? And I remember heading into it. I was so excited because I'd just come off the back of, of creating my course for the first time. And, and I get into it and I deliver the the training, I'm super excited. People are writing nice comments and so forth. And then I open cart and literally no one buys. Like like no one. No one buys until the last day. The last day in the last four hours, I had one person buy my course and they bought it at the 12 pay. So it was like the lowest payment plan that you can get. And I was devastated, like completely devastated. And when I look back on that journey, I made so many mistakes and I wanted to share with you three mistakes 
that I made back then that's, that really killed conversions. Now, since then, uh, I've gotten a lot better, <laughs> better at webinars, creating content, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, typically when we run a webinar, if I'm not making $100,000 in one hour on a webinar, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. And that for me is like a, a standard benchmark. Now, I do have to say is I remember when I would make $3,000 on a webinar and I was pumped. So this has been a journey, right? So it's been an absolute journey of going, okay, maybe I can make 3,000 and then hitting 3,000, then 10,000 and then 20,000 and then 50,000 and then, and then getting over, over $100,000. And so I, I do have to say that if you're making these mistakes in your webinars, it is, you would definitely be struggling to get over $20,000 on a webinar, right? So if you wanna, make, if you wanna do $100,000 webinars, uh, which is what I teach inside of our programs, then uh, the you want to avoid these three three mistakes uh, big time. Okay, so you ready for this? Uh, the first big mistake is this, is you overwhelm your audience. And so what I mean by that is the mistake that that content creators make is they're so obsessed with their content that they tend to put too much in the presentation. You know what I mean? Like, you're preparing for a webinar, you're, you're preparing for a speech or whatever it is. And there's so much that you want to put in that presentation. But do you know what's fascinating? If you think about any great presentation that you've seen that you remembered that really moved you, that moved you to action, it, it didn't have too much content. Like you didn't have nine points. Like at most, the people probably had five ideas, like at most, right? And so when you think about creating your presentations, you want to think about it as more a decadent meal as opposed to a all-you-can-eat Pizza Hut buffet, <laughs> right? So what tends to happen is people put too many how-tos in the content. And so I want you to think about your content and, and, and the stuff that you have in your presentations. I want you to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in terms of the amount of content that you've got in there. Is it like 10 where you've got like way too much content or is it a one where you don't have enough? You probably don't have, you probably, that's probably not the, not the case. Or are you nice, a nice balance? And so what I mean by that is so often, so often when I work with people, part of the journey is actually really working out what you need to say no to that makes the biggest difference. And, and, and so true with, with being a writer, being a book, book writer, an author. Um, I was just listening to Donald Miller recently and he was talking about the fact that the best writers in the world are more focused on what they wanna keep out than what they wanna put in. And when, you th when I think about a really great webinar that converts, that is the first philosophy that I'm coming in. I'm thinking, what do I want to keep out? In other words, what are the things that are non-essential to be in this webinar that are really going to just dilute the message, make it boring, and just maybe overwhelm the audience? And so what happens is the presentation ends up being too long. There's too much content and it's just like distracting. Maybe you've got some distracting stories or usually people have points or content points in their presentation that you know, if they're really honest with themselves, then those points are in there for them as the presenter 
to feel more confident about their topic, maybe in presenting their topic, as opposed to going, what does the audience really need to know, believe and understand in order to say yes to the next step, which is the offer. And we're obviously talking about this in the context of webinars that actually sell. Now, if you remember that story that I shared right at the start about, you know, having 600 people sign up for the webinar, one person buying. What's cool was I went on a journey which was really, really working out what, what mistakes am I making and what do I need to put in, keep out of my webinars to make them work. And what happened was I went on that journey and I started to refine the content. I completely changed the presentation from the original one to the point where, uh, like I mentioned, I would run a webinar and usually do between 30 to 50, $60,000 regularly on a webinar and do you know what was cool was the product was the same I actually didn't really change the product other than i added a few different bonuses in but the core product itself was was the same it was actually when i used to teach productivity i had a program called productivity academy and i used to teach productivity and that product didn't change uh, but what did change was how i presented the product the the way i positioned the ideas in the webinar and so my encouragement for you is that if you've got a great product, a great service, so often we think, oh, maybe I need to change my product. You usually don't. What you do need to change is the way you're positioning the product. And so that, for me, that product went on to sell literally thousands. I think we've got about 3,000 people in that product. And I sold it anywhere between $500 to $1,000. So we've done over $2 million. With that product that, like I mentioned before, only one person bought on my first webinar. And we'd done, we did about two and a half million dollars in that product over about, it was about three and a half years or so. So, you know, it was, it was good. It was solid, right? This was over six years ago. And so I want to remind you that this journey of refinement of your presentations uh, is just that. It's a journey, right? And they should get better and better. And what's cool is that once you've designed something that really works, what I did was I actually kept running the same webinar over and over again. In fact, our students do this all the time. Like they'll design that one webinar that converts and you could literally run that same webinar for between one to three years. I, for me, I ran it for like three years. Kept on, I just kept on finding new audiences, growing my audience, all that sort of stuff. And it just kept on converting because it's a machine. It just works like a machine, right? And so, the first mistake, coming back to the mistake, is that we overwhelm the audience with just too much information. And so I want you to think about your presentation as a decadent meal as opposed to a all-you-can-eat buffet. The second big mistake is that people go to their course for their content. And so in other words, when you're designing your presentation, you'll make the mistake of going into your course and just basically pulling the, the content from your course and putting it into your webinar and then basically whacking the offer on the end. Now, I know no one listening to this podcast has ever done that before, but does anyone know anyone who's done that before where you're designing your presentation, you just go into your course and go, what are, what's the coolest content that's in my course, taking that out and basically sharing it on the webinar. And what tends to happen once again is you overwhelm the audience with too much content and the content tends to be quite heavy content. What I mean by heavy content, it's content that gives the audience a lot of things to do, a lot of things to think about, 
And really what that does is that clogs up the decision muscle that the audience has to commit to your offer or commit to the next level. And so the mistake here is that don't go into your course to find the content for your webinar. What you need to do is you need to look at your offer and think backwards from there. So think about your offer is the finish line, right? So imagine it's a race. The offer itself is the finish line. And so you wanna think about your offer and work your way back from your offer with your content. And so rather than, once again, rather than going into your course and just pulling out a bunch of content from that core, from your course and putting into the webinar, what you wanna do is you wanna think about what content do I need to share so that number one, the audience's mindset is set up so that when I share the offer, they don't have as much resistance to commit to that next thing. I'll give you an example of that. So for, for me, our program is Self From Stage Academy. It's our core curriculum. We've had thousands of people go through it. It sees amazing results. But one of the resistances that people have sometimes is that they just feel really uncomfortable selling. And so one of the shifts that, that I always encourage my audience to make is to realize that selling is the doorway to serving your audience on the next level. In other words, you can only serve your audience to a certain level by giving them free content. It isn't until you sell to them and then they say yes to the offer that you can serve them on the next level. I mean, that's the purpose of a business, right? If you think about, if you think about anyone in your audience, uh, who gets the best results? The people who get the free stuff from you, like randomly on social media, or the people who do your programs and implement it. And I know for us, you know, hands down, it's the people who do the program and implement it. They're the people who get like incredible results. And so in other words, the best way to serve your audience on the next level is to sell to them. Now, not everyone's going to buy, like that's not the purpose. But when the right people buy and that beautiful covenant connection is created of a transaction with the other person, right? This commitment that is increased, then the results increase dramatically. And so I want you to think about your content as a as the uh as the race and the finish line is the offer. And so you want to think about what's the terrain, what's the design you want of your race so that when they get to the finish line, they feel really good about that next step and kind of getting across that line. And so the first thought I think about, what is, what's the mindset they need to have, right? The second thing is I'll think about what is the, what content is most desirable for the audience to understand? And so you'll want to teach something in your presentation that's most desirable. So for me, it's storytelling. And if you've done the new on-demand training that we have, which is colinboy.co forward slash workshop, I think it's the third point. I go deep into storytelling and the structure of stories that sell. And so storytelling is one of the most desirable ideas that people want to understand when it comes to uh, when it comes to speaking or selling on any sort of presentation, right? And so you want to think about what is the most desirable content that your audience wants to find out about and give them some really good stuff around that content. So in other words, the whole presentation's not that type of content. 
it's only a third of your content is actually is actually content probably from your course, right? And then the last third of your content is usually where you reveal the vehicle. You reveal some sort of unique and simplified way for the audience to get the result that they want through your vehicle. And so for me, when I'm thinking about content, I'm not just going into the course. You want to think about what's the mindset they've got to have, what's the most desirable content, and then how do we reveal this vehicle so it makes sense, they're excited about it, and, and they, can see, they can see a clear path forward. And so on a scale of one to 10, I want you to think about if it's 10, 10 is you've really strategically designed your content and your webinar to meet those three ideas. Or on the other end of the scale, like a one or a two is you've just gone into your course and you're teaching stuff from your course, but you're not really strategically thinking about the shifts the audience needs to make in order to say yes to your program. That's the second big mistake is using content from your course as opposed to designing it around your offer. Now, I do have to say, even though you're designing around your offer, the webinar itself should still be incredibly valuable, right? It, they sh everyone should still walk away and, and, and genuinely feel like, wow, that was really engaging, really valuable. Those ideas are really, really valuable. But remember the goal is to increase the commitment of the audience to themselves in the topic that you help them with. It, the goal of it is not to overwhelm the audience with a thousand more things to do. It's to increase their commitment to themselves in the topic that you can help them with. And that's what your content frame should be looking through when you're designing your content. The third big mistake that people make is thinking that their webinar is over once they finish presenting. So in other words, they finish the content and then they're like, okay, it's over. One thing you must understand is that with a webinar, first of all, there's two parts. There is the presentation itself. And, and in that presentation, a lot of the time, there are frequently asked questions at the end. So I know for me, if I'm doing a live webinar, let's say the webinar is 60 minutes, and that's usually what I like to keep it at, like 60 minutes or under. On the back end, sometimes I'll do Q&A frequently asked questions for another 60 minutes. So the webinar goes for two hours, but the Q&A is answering questions about the product, answering questions about the program, helping people to get over any resistances that they have. And so you wanna think about your webinar in two parts, from the presentation itself of the content and then the Q&A at the end. Now there's a third part, which is literally the follow-up. And what, we, what you'll find is that 50% of your your sales will come from just the follow-up. So usually what I recommend is that you're going to do your presentation and then you're going to have your you're going to have your cart open for about 7 days. 5 to 7 days where people can purchase your program and and I usually recommend sending them a replay, sending them some follow-up emails. We've got a whole set of templates that we use in our academy. Uh but basically it's like usually one email a day at least and it's it's sharing some more value, sharing some more content, sharing some social proof. And what will tend to happen is that you'll get 50% of your conversions from people who literally didn't even show up to the webinar live and they've watched the replay or they've got your emails and then they end up joining your program after it. And so one of our students recently, she was not using that. She was just literally going, she's delivering the webinar live. And then if people didn't buy live straight away, then they just didn't buy. And I was like, no, we need to frame it as, once you finish the webinar, you've got another five days to make a decision because 
there's different types of buyers, right? And I don't know what type of buyer you are, um, but and and one buyer is not better than the other. But there there are instant buyers. They're the people who you know rush to the front and buy the thing right away. I'm not actually like that. I'm not an instant buyer personally. Um, then there's like credibility buyers, and where they want to see some more credibility, they want to kind of sit with it for a while. They want to like talk to a few people. Maybe they want to talk to a salesperson. They need like more credibility, right? And then there's like delayed buyers. And delayed buyers, are they just need more time. They need more time to think about it. And they will usually buy in the last day of the open cart period. And so one buyer is not better than the other. Yeah, sure, it'd be nice to have everyone who's an instant buyer, but that's not going to happen. Now, I know for me, it depends on the product, right? For me, if I'm joining like a high level mastermind program, it's like a big investment. I'm probably more a delayed buyer. If it's something like under $2,000 or something like that, uh, I'm a fairly instant buyer. So it just depends on also the type of product that I'm, I'm focused on. But your audience is going to be filled with these types of buyers, right? And so you want to cater for all of those buyers. You want to make sure you've got the instant buyer, you reward the instant buyer, usually with like a fast acting bonus. You're going to reward the credibility buyer, the social buyer, by showing enough social proof, giving access to having a conversation with maybe a student or two. And then you want to reward the delayed buyers who, who, who they want to wait until the last minute to buy. And that's okay. Like that's part of their, that's part of their decision-making mechanism. And so I want you to stop making the mistake of thinking that, okay, once I finish my presentation, it's done. It's not. 50% of the sales are going to come through in the next five days as opposed to that day on the webinar itself. So let's review these three ideas. The first one was that we overwhelm our audience. And so you need to reduce your content down to a decadent meal as opposed to you know, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Number two, don't use your course for all your content. You wanna design your, your content based around the mindset shifts. Yes, the course content a little bit, but also the vehicle that you help people with, something unique. And then number three is you wanna think about webinars as uh, you need to realize, sorry, that webinars aren't over when you stop, when you finish the presentation. There's a whole nother back end of it that can make a huge difference. And if you avoid these mistakes, you're going to increase your conversions, you're going to make more money from webinars, and you're going to continue to grow your business. Now, if you found this valuable, uh, I'd really appreciate it. If you share it with someone, maybe hit the share button, and you know someone who would find who's looking to do webinars, maybe they're struggling with their webinars, hit the share button, share it with a friend. I know for me, I always listen to the podcast that my friends share with me. And I'd really, really appreciate that it helps to grow the show. And uh, finally, if you haven't done our free on demand training, which goes a lot deeper into creating content for webinars in some of the in, in the philosophy of creating desire for webinars, Make sure you go and do the five secrets to selling on webinar and live stages. These are the five principles that people pay me a lot of money to understand and implement in their business. The link's in the show notes or just go to columnboy.co forward slash workshop and you can get that uh, right now. Currently, it's available. I don't know how long we're going to have it up there for, uh, but it's a limited training that we've got available at the moment. It's an on-demand. You get access to it right away. So go and check that out and I trust that you'll enjoy it. Guys, it's a pleasure having you a part of the Expert Edge community. Make sure you're following the show and we'll see you really soon.
Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.